there, stranger. How are you doing on this beautiful night? I, myself, was just taking a quick stroll across town, enjoying the beautiful moonlight. I hope you don't mind, but would you let me take a seat on your steps for a bit? Just need to take a breather with the living soul. Great, thank you very much. And as a show of appreciation, why don't I tell you a story? I know the perfect one. It's one I used to tell my niece and nephews way back then. So... There was a guy named John who had it all. A great job, beautiful wife, and an amazing looking house. Unfortunately, a couple of days after he moved into his house, John had a strange dream. In this dream, he had woken up for no apparent reason. Then, he felt the sudden urge to look outside his second story window in their bedroom. When he looked outside, he instantly focused across the street to his neighbor's lawn. There, he saw a figure covered in the shadow of the night. John looked at it with unflinching eyes. Somehow, John knew that the figure was looking back at him also, even though he couldn't see the person's eyes. Suddenly, the person looked down and started walking towards John's house. John was startled awake. He looked outside his bedroom window, but couldn't see anything. So, he went back to bed. The next night, John got up from his bed to close the blinds. But when he got up to the window, he couldn't help but look at his neighbor's lawn to see if the person was still standing there. When he looked, he saw nothing. John felt relieved. Then he heard his doorbell ring. John looked out from his window at his front door. And there it was, standing in front of his door. John woke up sweating. He had a hard time sleeping that night. John wanted to tell his wife about his dreams. But he decided it must have been a fluke and that tonight the dreams wouldn't come back. So, John decided maybe he should just go to sleep earlier than usual. But that night... John heard knocking from his front door. So he got up from his bed and slowly walked to the hallway towards the stairs. When he got to the stairs, he looked down them to see the front door was open and that the shadow was standing at the foot of the stairs. John stared at it. And with every ounce of strength he had, he managed to mutter out, What do you, what do you want? What do you want? The shadow person looked at John and then raised up a finger to point directly at John. John woke up shaking. He looked around the room and then walked slowly to the front of the door. When he got there, he saw that 
it was closed. That night, John did not sleep. The following day, John was performing horribly at work because of his lack of sleep. All of his co-workers were saying that he was pale and seemed depressed. His boss saw this too and told him to go home early and take time off tomorrow. John agreed, but when he drove home and parked in his driveway, he took a long look at his amazing house and he felt dread as he suddenly had a feeling that something he didn't want was in there with him and his wife. He sat in his car on the driveway until his wife came home. That night, when they both went to sleep, John noticed that his wife was already fast asleep. So, he tried his best to sleep himself. Until, suddenly, his whole world started to sink as he realized he couldn't move. His body felt like it was paralyzed. John was stuck looking up at the ceiling when he heard the bedroom door creak open. He couldn't move his head to look at the door so he couldn't tell who it was. Then he felt something grab his jaw and it felt like a cold hand. This force was pulling his gaze away from the ceiling and towards his wall where his window was. And there at the corner of the wall was a young woman lying against the wall. Half her body was in what looked like a trash bag. She had a long metal hairpin in her damp hair and... Her eyes were white with blood streams running down them. She looked as white as a corpse. Then John realized she was a corpse. But then she started to raise up her hand and point at John with a nailless finger. John tried his hardest to look away, but it was useless. Suddenly, she opened her mouth and croaked out two words. John finally broke from his paralysis and started screaming. His wife woke up and he started crying in her arms. The next morning, John's wife insisted she called in for work and stay with him. But he then insisted back saying that it would be fine and that she should go to work. He just needed some time alone is all. When he saw her go, his eyes then focused in on his neighbor's house. It felt as if something was drawing him in. So he decided to go over there hoping it would give him some kind of relief if he at least told someone else also. So John walked over to his neighbor's house, knocked on the door, and waited. He then heard something from the inside. It was his neighbor telling him to hold on. After a few moments, his neighbor finally answered the door. He introduced himself as Jerry. John just told him that he wanted to come over and introduce himself since he never got the chance to, and asked Jerry if he could come inside to talk for a bit. Jerry agreed and let him in. 
Once inside, John looked around the room and saw that Jerry had a nice glass collection of hunting knives. John asked Jerry if he goes hunting, but Jerry just answered with a, a bit, yeah. Jerry told John to sit in his living room and wait for him because his phone was ringing at the bedroom. So he went off and left John in the living room. John was sitting there quietly, listening in on Jerry mumble away in the other room, when he was suddenly drawn to the kitchen. He decided that he felt thirsty, so he got up and went in there. He knew it was rude to go into the kitchen without permission, but he just had this feeling like he had to. John walked to the fridge and grabbed a bottle of water. Then he turned around and looked down at the island countertop where he saw something that froze his blood. It was a long metal hairpin with the butterfly on top. He looked further down and saw what looked like scratch marks along the wooden floor of the kitchen leading to the pantry. John slowly crept up to the pantry door and steadily opened it. Inside, he saw a huge trash bag. John knew what was inside just from the odor alone. He didn't know what to do until he remembered something. Something that the dead girl had told him in his dreams. She said, Behind you? But it was too late as Jerry stabbed John in the back with a knife. Jerry held John's neck with his free arm and stabbed him again with the other. They both collapsed to the floor. And through all the pounding and wrestling, John noticed that the girl's upper half had fallen out of the bag. And he could see sadness in her dead eyes as if she was staring at him. Jerry told John that he shouldn't have been so nosy. That now he has to finish this quick as he then brings the knife over to try and stab John's chest. But John barely managed to stop the knife, holding Jerry's arm back. Then John reaches for something on the top of the counter. And once he grabs it, he then stabs it directly into Jerry's eye. Jerry releases his grip on John and John grabs the knife from his hand. And as Jerry squirms on the ground from pain, with a quick thrust, John plunges the knife into Jerry's neck. Jerry dies almost instantly gurgling on his own blood. John struggles to get back up, but when he does, he takes a look back into the pantry and sees that the woman is inside the bag again. John called for help and he was taken to the hospital where he stayed for two weeks. The doctor said that he was lucky, that the knife wounds were centimeters from his major organs. The police then told John that Jerry had murdered the young woman in his house and that he may have been doing this for years, maybe even longer if John had not stopped him. John didn't really care. He was too tired and just happy to be alive. On his first night back from the hospital, 
John dreamed again. But this time, he knew he was dreaming. And in this dream, he got up to close the blinds for his window. And when he looked outside, he could see someone jogging outside his house on his sidewalk. It was a beautiful young lady who had a gorgeous butterfly hairpin holding up her hair in a bun. And as he jogged past his house, she looked up at him, smiled, and waved. And John also waved back at her as he jogged away. Oh, man. What a heartwarming ending, don't you think, stranger? Still kind of unfortunate on the young lady's part, though. But I hope you can rest easy now, knowing that she too can also rest now. Well, I better get going before the missus ends up stabbing me with her curling iron. <laughs> you have a good night now. And until next time, stranger.